Okay. So welcome to Working Through Motherhood, the Momdemic podcast. Thank you so much for being with us today. And can you just tell everybody what your name is and where you currently live? I am Mary Peterson Cook, and I currently live in South Carolina, United States. Excellent. Thank you. And what is, well, today's date is July 13th, 13th. Monday. <laughs> and when would you say uh, your area went into quarantine? Um, somewhere around like March 14th. Uh, I don't remember the exact date. I remember everybody talking about it for a day or two. And then like over the weekend, it just started. <laughs> right. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think mid-March, everybody started yeah. to feel it. Um, what, what, you know, in your area, what did quarantine look like? Did certain things close down before others? Or was it complete lockdown? What did that look like for you? Yeah, we didn't have a complete lockdown. Um, in South Carolina, as most Southern states, they didn't want... They, they were trying to tread that line of uh, rights versus, you know, health needs. And our governor was not wanting to really make any decisions. He just kept saying, you know, the people of South Carolina will do an amazing job and the people of South Carolina will do what they need to do. And then they wouldn't. And so then he would shut down like lakes and uh, the beaches or he would shut down, you know, one thing and that and so it was like a slow progression of closings um, and counties would do more than the state overall and mm. mostly like playgrounds and, you know, public places, which was really hard on the kids. Right. What <laughs> would you, that was a, that's what I was going to ask. What would you say was the hardest thing to not have access to immediately? Um, so playgrounds probably has been the hardest thing for us because my husband used to take my son to the playground to kind of like socialize and get me some time to work by myself. Mm. And now there is just no, there's, there's nothing. There's right. not going anywhere. We used to go to the library to have socializing time. We can't even do that. Um, at least once a month, I would have a mops group. So I had some, you know, mommy time. Right. I can't have that. Um, so mm -hmm. that's probably been the hardest aspects of it. Sure. So there's a couple of areas there. So now you're not getting the break to focus on work. You're not getting the um, interaction with other moms, for sure. I did it. Yeah. Uh, was it an easy transition to start to create a new normal um, around that? Or did you find uh, you know, were you resisting it? Well, at first it didn't feel very different. Um, we have one vehicle. I live in the country and my husband, um, you know, he has his own business. So he travels with the vehicle. So it was like, you know, maybe one time a week we get out of the house, but now it's no times a week. Right. And at first that was fine. I was like, oh, look, you know, somebody gave my life a name. It was called quarantine. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but as time has gone on and the weeks and the months have accrued, it has gotten so much more difficult to the point where um, even as a parenting coach and like I have all these tools in my toolbox of self-care and this and that, I was starting to, to lose it, honestly. Yeah. Um, I my son has definitely 
been feeling the loneliness the other day he came and laid down next to me and he just was like i want kids mama i want kids oh so sweet he's dying for some some play yeah and he's at that pivotal age where he needs some socialization with other kids because that's how he's going to learn how to interact exactly he's not getting it right so you touched on it a little bit what is it that you do what's your your job so I'm a parenting and life coach to mamas of littles who are breaking cycles of anger and guilt so they can parent with joy and confidence. So basically mamas of kids like seven and under, I help them uh, be calmer, more patient, and I help them like just organize their life so they can feel better about it and talk with their kids in a non-confrontational way so they can work with them instead of against them, ending those power struggles um, and just having a more joyful life <laughs> like, right. yeah. you, know, you don't want parenting yeah. to be this misery thing every day that right. that seems to be the running joke in society like it doesn't have to be that way yeah. but with quarantine it's definitely been harder <laughs> yes for sure for sure i definitely honor honor that you saw the need for these kind of services and um i think that you know, it is it, motherhood is isolating anyway. And then you throw on all these, this new, you know, climate that we're living in on top of that. I feel like it takes it to the hundredth degree, you know? So when I see moms and like for my you, mom, oh, sorry. no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, and for my moms, um, they don't have that support system in their families and in their circle of friends. Typically they want to parent differently than they were. And so everyone is telling them to do something that doesn't feel right, doesn't mm. feel authentic to them. And so now they're even more isolated because right. that's all they have. Right. That's such a good point. Really learning to trust your mommy intuition, right? And just follow through with what you know exactly. is right for your yes. own home and your own children, no matter what they're all telling you. I think that's so great. What's yeah. the name of your business? Are you, you just do coaching or do you have a program? Uh, right now, it's one-to-one -one coaching, um, and it's called Parenting with Joy and Confidence okay. with Mary Peterson Cook. Okay. And I met you on Facebook, so they can find you on Facebook if anyone's interested? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we have a free group. Um, it's Mamas of Littles Parenting with Confidence, and you can just find it at facebook.com slash groups slash joy and confidence. Excellent. That's great. I think it's so important that... Um, you know, us, especially us moms right now, rise up and help each other and let it, let each other know, you know, like, yeah, me too, you know, exactly. and yeah. this is what's working and this is what isn't working. And how'd you do, what'd you do with this? And how, you know, I tried this and, and, and I had no success here, but I hear you had success. Tell me what you did, you know, that kind of thing. Cause I don't, there, you know, you can read a thousand parenting books, which I kind of stopped <laughs> after, after I had my first, I was like, oh, well that was a lie. <laughs> so, um, you know, only a mom knows this is, yeah, you know, yeah. we keep on hearing the word unprecedented and I'm, I'm sick of hearing it, but it is so true, especially, you know, mother, what mothering looks like right now is so um, different. So I think between these conversations and, you know, these, this coaching that you're doing and these support groups and things that we see popping up on Facebook um, to help each other, I think this is the way it's going to, uh, you know, the kids are going to be okay. We're going to have our sanity on the other side of it. You know, we're going to really redefine what parenthood looks like. I love yeah. that you, I love that you touched on, um, you know, really doing what everyone's telling you to do doesn't feel right. You know, 
and how yes. isolating how isolating that can be. Um, it really, really is. Yeah. Tell me more about um, what your life in your household looked like before quarantine, and then what it looked like after quarantine. So um, I'm a work at home mom. So I literally am running a business while trying to raise a toddler. Um, and we live in an RV, so it's a very small space, but luckily we're on family land. So there's quite a bit of land beforehand. You know, we would be like, oh, we need something from the store. Let's just all go to the store. And we would, you know, my son would ask for car car rides. Like that's his thing. He wants to go on a car car ride. And over time, he's like, he's not even asking for that as much because he knows he can't go anywhere. Um, there's just not really these opportunities. But, you know, we would go once a month on Wednesday, or not once, yeah, once a month on Wednesday nights, we would go to Mops, uh, which is mothers of preschoolers. And he would have like a babysitter kind of thing. And I would just go and hang out with other moms and we would chat and learn something. And it was just so nice to get away for a couple of hours. Um, A couple times a month, at least twice, if not every, you know, every week, we would go to library time where again, there were other moms I was seeing regularly and other kids he could run around with, even in the library. (laughs) Yeah. and blocks and books and all these things music time uh, my husband could take him to like chick-fil-a or something and he could play there or he'd go to the county park and i mean that was my life i didn't really do very much shopping or things because of the one vehicle but at least we had these moments to look forward to these like okay we just gotta get through the week and we will have this to go to right and now on the other hand um like I said, at first it felt fairly normal. It wasn't very different, but now it is really starting to feel isolating Yeah. Uh, to the point where I had to get away. Like a, I called up a good friend and I was like, Hey, do you want to get away without the husband and the kids and like go do something <laughs> like right. just go for a couple of nights and go somewhere. And so, you know, we did at the end of June, we went to Gatlinburg and just for a couple of nights got away and my husband got to see what my life was like <laughs> and he's like crying and like mm-hmm. I'm so sorry mm-hmm. and he had a vehicle <laughs> right um, but still like you can't go anywhere you can't really do anything you can't go play in the playground um, and I feel like he's just losing all of these opportunities to like build his muscles by climbing and and running around with other kids and those social aspects. So, and I don't have those times to like recharge with other adults. Right. So that's, and then a- when you do, you're scared, right? Like every yeah. time you do go out, you're like, mm, I really want to do this. I know it's good yeah. for my mental health, but am I going to yeah. get sick? Like what's right. going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember right before, um, well, right in the beginning of when everything started closing down, prior to that, I had been walking maybe at least once, but twice a week with my, one of my girlfriends, you know, it was just like, you know, go to the park, get a walk in, catch up, chat, and, and then get back home and get to work, you know? And yeah. when this stuff started hitting, the last, this is the last walk we went on. That was probably the middle of March. We're walking side by side. And she's like, you're not six feet apart. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so you want me to walk behind you you want me, like we were also traumatized you know not knowing like how, yeah. like how do you how do you go for a walk you know 
So we literally like walked like one in front of each other, one behind each other, <laughs> trying to keep space and then talking about it. it was ridiculous. I was like, all right, I'll see you in a couple months. <laughs> it, it is. And then that whole, you know, even my husband, we had a big argument yesterday because he has a very strong feelings about being required to wear a mask. And I'm like, who are you? Like, where is this coming from? Like all of these personalities are coming out and all of these opinions and yes. it's just it's like what where, what twilight zone am i living in <laughs> yeah isn't it true um well you know when the pressure pressure is on that's when these things rise to the surface real quick right so yeah so that we're really having i wanted to touch on something you just said um regarding your son's development you know i've talked to a lot of moms and i feel the same exact way my children are older but um i'm a certified teacher i understand developmental you know yeah. um stages and my sister has a couple of a little one a couple of little ones she has a, a six-year-old a three-year-old or two-year-old and an infant so we were talking about that like how she's watching you know the preschooler the three-year-old um not have all the exposure that her oldest had by, like you're saying, go to the library groups, get to the playground, going on the play dates, right? The stimulation yep. from um, school. So how are you, I think every mom's experiencing that, how are you accommodating for it? Because I know we don't have the time. We're not teachers, right? So what do you do, you know? Yeah, I actually used to be a teacher, so that's- <laughs> Oh, there you go. See, I knew I liked you. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's really hard. I. I only have the one and I probably will only ever have the one um, for various reasons. And so I end up having to be the playmate, which to some extent is fine. I don't mind. You need to have a special time and, and whatnot, but I also don't get things done. And then, you know, it's hard to say no when you know he has nobody else. Like he doesn't have siblings. He doesn't have friends. Um, we did, I was trying really hard to maintain all the social distancing, but we live on family land with my husband's grandmother and brother. And let's just say in the South, family does not social distance from family. Like right. it just ain't happening. Yes. Right. <laughs> so it just like everybody would come and see her and then we live here. So um, it just, it just was. And so I gave up. And at least he does have cousins every couple of weeks. He can, you know, at least once a month play with some cousins. That's but right. it's hard because he's, he's the outsider. He was not born here. He was not raised with them. Uh, we've only been back in the United States for a year. And they're all older than him. Oh, yeah. And so it, it's a little, it gets a little clicky. And it's a little right. hard sometimes to see that. Right. So he's still not quite getting the full experience that I would like him to have, but at least mm -hmm. he, he does have some. Right. How old is he again? I don't even know if I asked you. He's three. He's three. That's I just want to make sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a hard one. And I think everyone, every mom can, you know, no matter what stage they're at, is definitely the, the entertainment crew right? Yeah. And the education crew and the playmate crew, right? We're, we take on all these roles. And, um, you know, it's interesting. I was just thinking when I had my first, she was the only one in the, like she was the first baby in the family. Mm. And most of her interactions, her development was all around adults yeah. all the time. There were no other kids until she went to school, you know? That was my life. 
Uh, I was an only child till I was 10. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. She was five by the time her siblings started coming around. And then by then she was already in preschool and, you know, kindergarten and all that. But um, I definitely, she's 20 now. So I definitely see that maturity, the way that she articulates herself, you know, the way she carries herself. Like she definitely took on, you know, (laughs) the the exposure to how adults socialize and interact as her character more so than you know being around preschoolers all the time you definitely saw the change so it'll be it'll be interesting when all these little ones going through this become adults to see you know yeah i mean there are definitely pros to interacting with a lot of adults they should definitely have that as well but kids learn so much better from other kids right exactly yeah like i remember my son um had to he was not potty trained yet but they took him into preschool and and said we'll take care of it and literally something that was taking me all summer to master like in three days they had it done because (laughs) of him watching his friends go to the bathroom and he wanted to do the same thing you know what i mean so there's definitely something there um okay so tell me so we said the change of uh then and now and then tell me like what your typical day looks like like, what are you doing today? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. Um, for a while, and this was definitely attributing to my depression that I was starting to feel, I was trying to just, like, fit my business and fit these things mm-hmm. in whenever I could. I felt like I was constantly running around like a chicken without a head and not getting anything done. And so... And all of those like typical things, everyone's like, well, plan out your week, figure out what you want your days to look like. I'm like, I don't know if I am going to have five minutes to myself or an hour to myself. Like, I I just don't know. And my husband is busier than he's ever been. So he's never home. Mm -hmm. Um, So like right now, my son is like, over here playing next to me. (laughs) And I'm like, trying to keep him really quiet. Yeah, you don't have Um, to keep him quiet. You do not have to keep him quiet. And it's, and so I don't really know, but what I've tried to do is I sat down and I thought, okay, who is like the ideal Mary? What, like the person who's living her best life, Yes. like, what does she do for her habits? Like, what are her habits? And I sat down and I mapped out, okay, you know what? I need to be spending this amount of time on this and this amount of time on that. And it doesn't necessarily mean all at once, but at least fit it into my day and so every night I go through and I was like okay the next day when are my calls scheduled and then I work and what do I have to do mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right you know Monday Wednesday uh, Monday Tuesday Wednesday are laundry days so I know I have to be in the house at those times right and you know it's hot outside so we want to be outside in the morning and at night and trying to like just fit in those habits mm. throughout the day including, you know, I clean for so long or I do this. And that has really helped. Um, so my, my day doesn't look the same every single day. Right. But I do make sure like, um, you know, I have my calls on different days. So that's different. Mm-hmm. And that helps a lot. Those networking mm-hmm. and, and conversational things with other adults like this. Yeah. Um, those sure. are so <laughs> needed sure. right now. Yeah. Um, sure. But so I'll t- have... Times that I play, you know, music instruments with my son and I'll have times that we go outside and, and just run around and I'll have times where I do my yoga or my, my other kinds of fitness. Um, and I just fit it into my day. 
Yeah, exactly. So it's re it's rearranging or redefining what your time management looks like, right? Yes. And then being very flexible, right? Very and, flexible. <laughs> and being very um what's that word? You know, like creative and um resourceful, right? And yeah. also being prepared for the unpreparable. You know, every And I day. had to get rid of this notion of like limited screen time and stuff like if you have a large so property that's like fenced in or even a large house where they have different areas and you don't have to like set things up and take them down all the time, maybe you can do that. But I have just found as a working mom, I have to kind of let some of that go. Nice. And I learned that over the winter because it was raining constantly over the winter. Um, so we couldn't really get outside. And I felt really, really bad because he would come to me and be like, I want to go watch a show instead of I want to go outside, which he used to do all the time. But I realized that once the weather got good again and we could go outside, he was perfectly fine with going back outside again. So I just, now I just let it go. I'm like, right. eh, it is what yeah. it is. Yeah. He'll watch what he wants and then come play. <laughs> exactly. I think that's beautiful because I think you just gave a lot of our listeners permission to do the same. You know, yeah. I think we kind of, you know, feel that mom guilt. I don't even know where it comes from. My oldest is 20 and I still feel mom guilt, you know, where, wherever that is, you know, we, whatever it is, we societal pressure. Yeah. We feel it because we're like, all right, we're, I'm not being a good mom. If I do this, right. Where did I even come from? I don't even know. <laughs> so I love that you said, you know, you're letting go of certain things. Cause I've heard of so many moms say that, like, uh, you know, my sister, <laughs> her oldest daughter didn't even know what Dunkin Donuts was until like she was five or six years old because I came over with some munchkins right now <laughs> she because of all of this her um middle one is is like going and reaching for the skittles for breakfast you know what I'm saying <laughs> so these are the things we're letting go of you know that's an yeah, extreme, kids... extreme example but we're you know we're letting go of like all right what is more valuable you know, my sanity and getting through to the next moment or you know what I think is ideal for being you know raising my kids yeah. well or whatever that is we tell ourselves that inner voice you know so I love that you definitely gave permission to a lot of moms um go ahead what were we gonna say I was gonna say I totally let my kitty have like half a bag of Cheetos yeah. yesterday <laughs> I bet he loved every single one of them. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not that so we went to the store. Like that was his first time going to the store in a really long time. Yeah. So you want to get a treat? And so um, he wanted to pick that up, and I let him, and uh, he just like ate it on the ride home. Yeah. I was like, whatever. It's not like he gets it all very often. Yeah. That's so cute. So what would you? You know, you touched on something earlier, and I forgot what it was, but maybe we'll touch on it now. Um, like, what would you tell? Well, first, let me ask you what you're doing to keep up like your own morale right now, you know, because we're pulled in so many directions. And I think even before this was our reality, it was hard to find the time for ourselves, right? And, and yeah. put um, investments into our own mindset and our health and all that stuff. So how, is, what, how different does that look now? And what are you doing to keep up your own headspace, you know? I'm doing a lot more virtual chats. So chats with other business women, chats with just other moms, like I will sometimes create like a, just a mom chat in my group. Like, Hey, let's just right. all get together and like, just chill oh, together. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I love it. That's excellent. You know, and just yeah. because we need that so bad. So mm -hmm. I've done a lot more virtual conversations 
Um, we're saving up for a car so that I can get out and at least, you know, go explore new parks or right. go to the creek or something so we can mm -hmm. get out of this landlocked space. Mm -hmm. um, so the parks and thing and lakes and things are still are open now by you, but the well, play, like, playgrounds are closed. Playgrounds are closed, but yeah, m most of the parks themselves are like walking trails and stuff like that. And there's a, there's accesses to like rivers and stuff like that, that you can get to. Right. If you have a vehicle. <laughs> right. Yeah, and the yeah. other thing I'm making sure is like, I'm making sure to get my self care in. And I don't necessarily mean like, you know, bubble baths and right. wine and, but like I'm getting movement in and as much as like, I am not a fan of exercise. Mm -hmm. I do feel better and I feel more energized and ready for my day. Like if I do it. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you're talking, you were talking about, um, I remember now about like restructuring your schedule and, and all of that, you know, this, I think this has to, um, play a part in that too when you're looking at how your day is going to lay out you know whether it falls into place that way or not doesn't even matter but finding yeah. time and allotting the time to take care of yourself is so much more important now you know yes i think if we needed and you know oh let's actually i used to wake up like let's say an hour before i had i knew the kids were going to wake up and you know the whole getting to school routine and everything started i would give myself an hour to at least put one cup of coffee in myself i do some readings and things like that and yeah. you know prayer and you know get get my head straight and then I'm like all right ready to go mommy mode now <laughs> I wake up at like 5 a.m to have Whoa. at least like two to three hours of that me time because I feel like now what is being taken from me is so much more I need to put more mm -hmm. in right yeah. so one hour isn't going to do it anymore yeah. so I have been waking up that early to do the me time and get that all in like you're saying if I want to do like um go for a walk or do some yoga in the morning or whatever it is that's the time to do it you know and then schedule out the rest of the day for what everybody else needs and what work needs and what that looks like. So for sure. I, um, yeah. John. <laughs> um, I can't do the early wake up. I wake up with him and that if I like wake up early, a, he will wake up early. Um, there is no waking up before the three-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and I've you. done the 5am for so many years as a teacher. Mm-hmm that is just, I'm always tired. So yeah. I just, I know that waking up early and waking up before the kids works for so many, but it also doesn't work for so many. So for the mm -hmm. listeners, like figure out which one works for you. For me, exactly. staying up after everybody goes to bed, that is my, my good time. Like that's when right. my energy is going and my brain is creative. Mm -hmm. So figure out what works for you. Yeah. I agree with that. What it looks like for everybody is different. I remember a couple of times when, um, you know, I wasn't getting, I sleep pretty well, but I wasn't getting a good night's sleep in the, in the very beginning of this, you know, and I was waking up in the middle of the night and then I'd sit at my computer and I'd get some work done. I'm like, oh my God, this is fabulous. The house is silent. <laughs> Nothing needs to be clean, right? No yeah. one's bothering me. Nobody's interrupting me. Like it was so beautiful. So <laughs> even if you have to wake up at 2 a.m., you just, you get it done. <laughs> you do what you got to do. <laughs> So what could you, what would you tell um, other moms listening that maybe are struggling with some of the things that we heard, uh, we talked about today? Um, what, what message of hope do you want to leave with them? Really just take it one day at a time. Like you don't have to have your whole week or month planned out. Just, just one day, because especially if you are in a similar situation to me where every day is different, 
Um, I don't know if my husband's going to be home all day or not for like three days. <laughs> like, you just don't know. So just take it one day at a time. Don't try to do everything as well. Have like some small goals, like one to three goals each day to keep you going and make sure your physical and mental health, as well as your time with your kids is a priority and scheduled. Like everything else can fit in around those things. So figure out what it is that, thank you sweetheart, um, that your kids love to do with you and do that. Oh, I love that. That's good. Um, figure out what you like to do that makes you in your body, like just sing, I guess, like, right? Like what mm -hmm. makes your soul feel good? Yeah. Um, and then schedule those in and then everything else around that, right? Like right. when we start letting our nutrition and our movement, our time with our kids, like connecting, when we start letting all those things fall to the side, that's when we get into that funk, which leads to depression. And we just, we feel like we can't get out of it. Right. So it's really having to be intentional and be like, all right, this is, this is my time. And you know what? I have times blocked out because I know that it's available then, but sometimes I do rearrange. Like sometimes my toddler needs me earlier right. or sometimes he doesn't need me right away. So I'll switch mm -hmm. things around, mm -hmm. but because it's all in there, I can rearrange as I need to. I can right. be flexible and still get those things done. Right. So prioritizing what's most important, spending time with your child and getting uh, exercise, all those things you mentioned, and then allowing the rest of the day to just fall into place as it, as it has to, right? Yeah, pretty much. Having like your big goals, like what do I want to get done this week or what I want to get done today? Mm, that's good too. We tend to like, I know I do, <laughs> but women especially, we tend to be like, okay, I need to get this list of 10 things done today mm -hmm. when the truth is if you can get three things done at home with your kids you are amazing yeah <laughs> like even one thing mm -hmm. can be like you did amazing job right so, it's a success sure yeah <laughs> so i have like my three main goals for the week and then i have some like additional things that i'd love to get done if i can mm -hmm. um, but i don't beat myself up if i don't get them done right yeah Good stuff, Mary. Good stuff. I learned a lot already and I'm taking notes <laughs> just from listening <laughs> to you. So I know that you're bringing a lot of value to a lot of moms right now. And I really appreciate you taking today, one day at a time to spend some time with me and our listeners. So thank you oh, so much. Thank you much. for having me. Of course. And um, you know, I look forward to getting to know you and your son even more as we all go through this process together. So yeah. thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye.